But when you take this technology and combine it with some of the things he was saying around the ability of uh, the machine in the broadest sense to know about what we look like, where we are, our social history, our FICO score, uh, our geolocation based on our smartphone, the fact that Alexa is listening to everything or Siri, that you're not, there's not going to be any ability to hide. You're listening to Pardon the Disruption with your host, Tom Young. All right. Hey, guys. Hey, thanks. Welcome to the show here. We're sitting outside. Let's go around the room. Not the room. The porch. Porch. (laughs) Yes. This is TJ Young. This is Bart Gallo. And this is Rohan Kapoor. Great. Hey, we're doing this show outside because it's a beautiful uh, Chamber of Commerce day. Yes, we learned what that was today, oh, yeah. by the way. I, yeah. did, I did Explain for the many people listening that have yes, no idea what that is. 101% of the audience that doesn't know what that is. <laughs> I think it's just you millennials don't know. It's uh, uh, Chamber it's, of Commerce is a beautiful day. You're right. That is what it is. It's an Instagram day. <laughs> yeah. oh, That's nice, it. You nailed nice. it. The Chamber of Commerce is a day that the Chamber of Commerce takes pictures because it's so nice out. And today it's beautiful outside. We got a little bit of breeze here, so we'll get some, um, maybe some breeze noises. And uh, there's some guy who's mowing the lawn over there trying to earn a living. We told him to shut the hell up because we're recording, but yes. he didn't care. This is more important. Anyway, so today we wanted to talk about um, some interesting stuff around the convergence of uh, a few things. Um, I'll just introduce the two topics. One is uh, speech to face and DNA to face. And when we first talked about this yesterday, and you guys are about as attuned as you possibly can get to advancing technologies, even you guys were like, no way, right? And it's, it's a play on words on text-to-speech and speech-to-text technology, right? And have the way that like Alexa works and the way that like yeah. Dragon yeah. Voice software works. But you said face-to-speech or speech-to-face. 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 So, so think about this. Here's what's happening. They can take a voice recording. And then from that voice recording, generate what you look like using AI. Now, the, you know, the underneath what they're doing, you know, is AI, I'm thinking in a broad umbrella term, there's a lot of interesting, cool technologies there. But it's, it's amazing. And if you look at some of the pictures, and Bart, you can pull them up on Teams. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, and so we can display that, and then we can put this into the recording so people can see what we're looking at. But... It's unbelievable because it gets it's it's not perfect, but it's pretty good. And, and it's it, only going to get better. It's only getting better. It's not yeah. like it's it's yeah. not like it's steady now. It will keep improving. I think you said it was like slightly better than a police sketch as a comparison. People can understand yeah. yesterday. Yeah. I think that's a good representation of what you're looking at. Yeah. So in in the uh, in the articles that we sent, we there was a paper that was published in uh, MIT where where I saw it, and I was like, this is incredible. Yeah. What's happening, and uh, the second the technology I want to talk to, and then we'll just and we'll go through each one, is uh, DNA to face. Yeah. This one I still don't believe. <laughs> so, and I saw this article actually first, which made me attuned to this whole speech to face thing. Which which was uh, this artist was taking old cigarette butts, harvesting the DNA from them, and generating faces. From yeah. the DNA, I think that's the thing. It's 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 obviously that's crazy in itself, but the accessibility of someone who is an artist to be able to actually biohack that as well is kind of insane. 
And the, the use case there, well, the application was an art installation. And what was that? She was, she, it was, she was 3D she, printing models of yeah, the faces 3D. of cigarette butts she had found. And that's in a museum somewhere now? And, uh, yeah. She was collecting the samples on subways in New York, cigarette butts, gum. And it's like lost faces of cigarettes or something like yeah, that. Yeah, and she was recreating these faces on a level where she could tell you about the person's ethnicity, what region of the world they came from. And presumably she tested it on herself as well to get an accurate. Right. <laughs> no, but, but it's crazy. The the woman's name that that did this was uh, Heather Dewey Hagberg, and she's uh, based in Chicago. But but just think about the forensics that go with this now. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, DNA is left at a crime scene. Now I don't even need a police sketch yeah. anymore. I can run this test and see what they possibly look like. And 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 they we have some pictures in, that show how close this is to reality. It's pretty, it's, it's, it's damn impressive. Some of them are really good. Some are not, but when you compare it to what we have now, which are these police sketches, which can be completely you know, off the ball, it's, it's straight, a, huge, a huge improvement for yeah. them. Straight out of Mission Impossible, isn't it? Where they take DNA, print the mask, slap yeah. it on. Yeah. And, 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 and what, what kind of sample do you need? I mean, it, it, not just a cigarette, but it could be any remnant that you leave. I mean, I, honestly, I think the first one you brought up is more scary as you know, as this country or other countries adopt more of the CCTV kind of Big Brother uh, installations, where more areas are not just on video but mic'd up. Mm-hmm. So if there's a crime happening, or even just monitoring certain keywords that are being said, they can immediately see that. And you know they're already doing that. I mean, NSA already admitted that they're listening to everybody. But if they see the keyword now, they can say, "All right, well, uh, this person who looks like this probably said it." And we can match that with pictures that we have from social media or from profiles. Right. And we also have an overall risk profile for that person already. So we can start to correlate how likely they are to commit certain crimes Mm. before they commit them, maybe. I don't think that's far off. No, I don't think so at all. Yeah. Bart, you sent out uh, a note from this guy on Twitter uh, from Real Cantbot. Yeah, he was one of those deep uh, domain kind of, I think, savant types. But, but best way to describe he, it. He's uh, uh, th- this guy's uh, one of those guys who's uh, like I said, deep domain. He's probably a four chaner, uh, a non type guy. Uh, he said some pretty provocative things around this. But when you take this technology and combine it with some of the things he was saying around the ability of uh, the machine in the broadest sense to know about what we look like, where we are, our social history, our FICO score. Uh, our geolocation based on our smartphone, the fact that Alexa is listening to everything, right. Siri, that you're not, there's not going to be any ability to hide. Yeah, beyond that, I think he was also saying that when you consider all the data that the different Silicon Valley firms and different tech companies and government agencies are starting to collect on people, um, he's really getting to the notion that your your entire existence is going to be able to be represented digitally and there will there'll be some other realm of existence in the future other than the one we exist in now yeah <laughs> so he, he you sent two t- t- tweets that he sent out i'm just going to read them real quick oh, you got them okay yeah so it said uh, human beings will have no rights in the future neural nets trained on every conversation you've ever had will become the basis of your digital citizenship in the hyper realm you will be nothing more than this deep fake doppelganger, patrician servant, and go-between. Your Amazon Alexa will record every utterance you ever hear. Uh, 
They know every book you've ever bought. Google has all your correspondence. Apple has all your text messages. And a neural net trained in the combination of these sources will be indistinguishable from you. And that sounds extreme. Well, it, it, it dystopian in the extreme. And I, I'm not saying that I'm, I'm advocating. I'm just saying, like, when we see technologies like this uh, uh, speech to face, it's hard to even think about it. Speech to face and DNA to face. These are th this is really testing our boundaries of what we imagine is possible. Yeah, well, I think what's scary about it is, so for example, he mentions they know every book you've ever bought. But what if I bought a physical book and I didn't read it? They yeah. could the, the digital recreation of me will be a better version of me that well, read every page of the book <laughs> that's and true. can completely reproduce it. So well, it's the, almost the, it's, like you'll be able to purchase the best version of yourself if you have any money at all to exist in you this hyper it. realm. You can almost fake it to make yeah. your hyper realm self a much more, a much better person. Yeah. To and the point who, where it's actually not even you. Yeah, anymore, and right? those who are forced to live in the normal physical world are an underclass who can't buy the digital better existence that others have access to. But the, uh, the more you participate in uh, just digital tech in general, like if you're going to adopt reading stuff on ebooks as opposed to buying a, you know, a traditional book like you were from the 1400s, uh, then they know your progress. So the more you participate, mm. the more accurate and efficient your digital twin becomes. And I think that's just a general trend that's going upward. Right. Like my girlfriend refuses to use it. She uses it sometimes, but she still likes to hold the book. But that's going to die out. I mean, it's yeah. just old. Well, yeah, vinyl. People still like it's a resurgence. It's a resurgence. Yeah, coming through with those type of analog. Well, there's there's this uh, this Germany startup. I forget the name of it, where they take the books, nonfiction books, and they distill them down, so you can you ba you can basically read five books a day. Blinkist. Blinkist. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So Blinkist is one of those ones where they're using digital technologies to allow you to do what Bart you just said in the analog realm. Mm -hmm. They're taking the, the digital distillation of a book and allowing it to digest it very quickly. And instead of reading four books a year, which is the average, uh, you, could re you could read four a week or four a day and, and be that better person. But if you're too lazy, then let the digital guy read the whole thing. <laughs> yeah. And then what good are you? Right. Yeah. The digital guy can read four books in one minute. Does the analog realm just become a vacation? And you un you unplug. I mean, you feel the haste, though. I mean, yeah. I, as a as living in a, a 2019 person on Earth, I I can't even watch a show and then not also read something on my phone without feeling like I'm not I'm not keeping up with the speed of information. I can't even wait till I'm done watching to do that. As soon as I see something I like, I'll Google name of the show, cinematography, and go Four down this rabbit going. hole of yeah. Who, yeah. who contributed. And that's why the show's still playing, and I'm you know, exactly. not paying attention. You get to antsy it. if you don't do that. Yeah. So. Uh, if you watch Amazon Prime Video on, yes, on a smart they have TV, good information right there waiting for you. The X-ray is just scratching the surface. So mm -hmm. typically, what'll happen is you'll say, "Who is that actor?" or "Who is that actress?" and you want to pull them up, and you can see all their. And what you do is you zip out, and it goes to the X-ray mode, and it says, "Here are the things you're probably looking for." Mm -hmm. And you click on them, and then it gives you the quick bio. Mm -hmm. And then you go right back to the show. Yep. So much better than pulling out your phone to go on IMDb while the show's still right. playing. And yeah, that's nice. So I used to, like, uh, I would watch uh, these shows like The Tudors, these historical docudramas. Uh, and I would have Wikipedia up, and I'd be reading about, like, who all these people were. So I had some background, and I wanted to see how historically accurate some of this stuff was. But also the show companions for complex shows like Game of Thrones, you know, 
you know, there's so many damn characters and so yeah. many interactions. Like, why did he with him? Why did she shoot her and all that stuff? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the, the, the digital overlay to these things are pretty cool. But back to our topic, you know, you're, you're starting to see this notion of forensics moving into a completely new realm. And I'm, I'm trying to think beyond. So I, the, the forensics Big Brother police state thing is definitely one of the ones that pops into mind first because it's a little scary and it's already kind of happening in some capacities, especially in places like China. Uh, but I'm trying to think, uh, if they can do DNA to face now, can they do uh, chromosomes and genome to face? So the whole the whole aspect of CRISPR and designer babies where we can say, hey, we're, we're going to eliminate some genetic uh, diseases that your child might have if you know you're going to pair with someone else. Uh, and then even beyond that, we can make them taller, faster, uh, more blonde, something, whatever you want to do. Uh, can you use this technology to say, hey, uh, you guys are going to come imagined, take eggs from the woman, sperm from the man, and say, here's what this combination will look like as well. It's like, oh, do you, do you want this kid? Do you want kid B? Here's so, 20 choices. So, can, can that happen? So uh, we're, we're uh, studying, uh, bef- and we haven't done, we'll do a show soon on the generative adversarial networks. And we're, we're going to learn how they work. But mm-hmm. there is some pretty interesting stuff around how these neural networks can be set up in cooperation and opposition to get some really interesting understandings. So imagine I take 23andMe or some genomic database, and that's a, one of the largest ones, I think that plus Ancestry, and I then marry it to my social media platform. So now I can look at DNA and look at, I can do the, the DNA to face, but then I can compare it to a reference that's actual. And I can start to train the DNA to face algorithms to be 98%, 99%, 100%. And start to correlate it to behaviors as well. And then, have- and then I have the ability to say, I start to derive and reverse engineer the DNA to looks. And that's where you get into the designer babies, right. where I could say, it's these genes or this combination of DNA that makes you look this way and not that way. Yeah. And, when I, and when I tweak it through CRISPR-Cas9, I can change the way my child will look. Yeah. And if I'm dating somebody and they're on 23andMe, we can, we can, we can have an app yeah. that allows us to, to uh, not just do the face mashups, which is one of the simple you know, smartphone apps, that just takes two pictures and merges them together, but actually do it at the DNA level, but yeah. like preemptively. It changes Tinder completely. <laughs> well, it's like that. What's that Icelandic app that they use? It's like a preemptive check. Yeah. Like, are we cousins? Are we cousins? <laughs> yeah. But like, will our babies look amazing? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Serious concern. I wonder if there'll be trade-offs. If they'll be able to tell you, like, yeah, we can make this tweak and make the eyes as blue as possible, but this person has a ninety-eight percent chance of being addicted to Instagram. Just, we know that, oh, too, yeah, because of social media cons. activities yeah. that are correlated with the DNA and the people we're tracking. Suddenly, there's nowhere left to hide, <laughs> right? There's no second-guessing anything. It's, it's exactly what Gattaca showed. Yeah. You've seen that movie. It's You haven't seen it? No. It's, oh, definitely watch it with Jude I, Law way back I haven't in the seen day. that either. You haven't seen Gattaca? No. It's pretty much, yeah. I, I won't give it a, the whole thing away, but it's a future society where designer babies are the common method of producing somebody. So if you're not amazing in multiple fields, you cannot compete. So it's wow. Ethan Hawke is not one of them. He tries to get into like a space program mm-hmm. as an astronaut, but like he just he's not a, he's running and like coughing up blood, and he can't like compete <laughs> with these superhumans. Basic human. Just, yeah, yeah so like he's not basic. They're basic, and he's lesser. He's like Rocky. But the right. ability to opt out here 
doesn't exist. Yeah, that's the issue. It was so, it was so spooky no, how no. the wind got loud. <laughs> Is there a storm coming? We, uh, you know, uh, I'm going to take back the Chamber of Commerce. Uh, yeah. I, I, I need to turn the wind down. If the special effects guys are still here, they can turn it down. No, but I, your ability to opt out, it doesn't exist, meaning that your voice is out there. Uh, there are multiple recordings everywhere. There's video cameras everywhere. You know, Rohan, phone calls. You're from the UK, London. I think every there's a camera on uh, every building, every street yeah. corner, making sure people have their TV licenses. So you, you can't opt out, <laughs> and, uh, and 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 your DNA you know follows you, right? If you you know mm-hmm. if you drink from a glass, uh, uh, tie it back to fingerprints. There's a whole bunch of things that's coming down the pike. You cannot opt out here. And go back to the Gattaca thing, your ability to um, say, I'm going to opt out of the modifications that other people are doing, you may not be able to compete in society. Do, do you think opting to not have a smartphone is a sort of a, a proxy for those sorts of opt-out scenarios that you're mapping? Like, It's not as extreme as if people all are modifying themselves as they have super jumping and running ability, but you don't have access to a lot of kind of business capabilities, project management stuff, tasks that people do every day to participate in the modern world if say you don't use a smartphone. I think it's, right. I think you know. having that's, that, that, that phone is a, more of a Luddite reaction to what's happening here. Yeah. Um, you mean having like a flip phone today? Yeah. People, people do that. It's becoming yeah, more or, common. Or leave the house without a phone. I, it, it's, it, I think it's a great exercise to go through just to, to, to train yourself not to be addicted to it. But you're going to have to learn to peacefully coexist with this technology going forward and, yeah. and, and rationalize it for yourself. Uh, I think some of the tools about turning the color off and going black and white, Karen and I had talked about that on our other show, uh, to try to, to take control of this thing. Because uh, you don't want the digital to take control of you. But right. I think the, just going to a, a, an analog phone or a flip, it's a, it, I get it. It makes sense. It's a it's, status symbol in Europe. It's is bu- it? The business elite. Yeah. I don't, I don't need all these features. I have people to do that for me if you need to call me. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. that makes sense. But I think it's a Luddite reaction. I just think it's a very powerful tool to have. Like I was just in Japan with my daughter, mm-hmm. and uh, I used Google Maps to get around. Yeah, and TJ, you were in Asia. The same thing, right? If if you're not familiar with where you're at, it's a fantastic tool. Google if, Maps and Google Translate. Yeah, and Google Translate. Google it was great. Incredible. Yeah, but I, I also used uh, the compass because mm. you know you come out of one of these subway stations and multiple, you don't know which way's up. Right. You don't know which way's north, and it's, you know it says oh, go here and walk north two blocks. Well, which way's north? Right. So I use the compass, and you're like, you know, I could have pulled out an old school compass, but I just used the one on the phone. So it's a, it's a tremendous tool. Uh, I do think you can let it go overboard, but this notion of speech to face is just a mind-blowing thing. And you mentioned, I know we're going to do a deeper dive show on uh, GANs, so generative right. adversarial networks, but uh, we were just watching something before around how GAN neural nets can pull out higher quality outputs from poor quality input images or audio. So they were showing a picture of right. like a really- Image restoration. Really, image restoration and, and, and for audio too, like really poor quality inputs and being able to get rid of the noise and pull out what the significant pattern is or whatever the focus point is. So for this podcast, hopefully we can use it to get rid of the wind, <laughs> right? But imagine something that's much, much poorer quality. So applying that to speech to text, have you guys seen the movie Eagle Eye? 
Yeah. Shia LaBeouf, mm-hmm. kind of like a B minus yeah. movie way back in the day. It had some cool concepts around, right. you know, AGI. That's a good description. Yeah, right artificial movie. general intelligence, right? There's a scene in that movie where, you know, it's 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 a, this like omniscient, all-seeing AI that's in everything, anything like electronic, even the power lines, it's like it can listen to everything. So they're trying to like conspire against it and they close the door in the room, turn off their phones, and they start having a conversation. The AI watches the vibrations of a water glass sitting on the table, and they can backwards engineer what the person, what I guess Shia LaBeouf is saying, based on the uh, vibrations hitting the water from his voice in the room. And they can, like, Adobe came out with technology that can do that like a year or two ago, and it showed they, yeah. they can restore stuff at a distance using a laser based on what people are saying in the room, and it's only getting better. So you think like, oh, maybe we don't have CCTV there's everywhere in every corner, but you're not protected in your room. If there's a camera outside, yeah, you see any surface that's reliable enough. You can do way more with less. Yeah, way more with less. There's yeah. a there's a technology called laser microphone. Yeah, that mm-hmm. that that shoots a microphone uh, at a window. But isn't it? And it can work from like 500 yards away. Yeah, yeah. Well, so you're you're you have a telescope or uh, binoculars. And you see someone inside a room and you want to eavesdrop, you don't have a bug. You hit the laser on the window and the vibrations on the window from their voice mm-hmm. is, is converted from the, the laser. The levels of paranoia that this type of technology will bring. And, and, and just the speed of its proliferation, I think, is what's terrifying, too. Because you can think back to like all the crime drama scenes you've seen where you know a couple characters think they're being listened to or there's a wire and they like turn on a faucet or a hair dryer <laughs> to, okay, the yeah. FBI can't hear yeah. me now. Drowning out will be a thing of the past. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So this is going to change forensics and police uh, a lot. Yeah. But also think about, you know, uh, we put this, there's a high degree of skepticism and then there'll be a high, very rapid adoption of this. And then the ability to frame people uh, changes the whole game there, here. There's that, and I think I'm trying to figure out what is the response from a human behavioral standpoint so is there it will the end of privacy turn us into individuals who assume that everything we do is being recorded and watched by from anyone who just has no nefarious intentions to the creeping tom peeping tom down the street you operate your life in a way that you're exposed on a times square billboard and it kind of changes the way that we have no privacy and it's something that's accepted yeah Mm -hmm. so unless you're a criminal or something to hide like that will people adapt in that way and then that, that will change inherently the way that we interact with each other if you if you assume that everything that you do everything you're wearing everything that you everything that you are is being projected on a billboard for everyone to see right. that's the assumption you act very very differently it's like the black mirror episode where that girl has a social rating it's yeah some regards what it changes the way that people behave so i'm sure it will have an impact on that but um yeah for sure the paranoia is going to be insane. I think there'll be divides in the way people live. There was that episode's a good example, but if people watch Electric Dreams, there's the episode where, um, in a general sense, there's highly technological societies on each coast, coast, and then sort of like bubble pop-up societies that reject a lot of the recent advancements throughout the heartland. And you know, it's just one example, but I think, and it's an extreme example, but I think it's a good illustration of the types of reactions you'll see. So you see, like, mega cities on the coast. Well, yeah, then, I think like, you already see a lot areas. of polarization just because people who live in Brooklyn can communicate with people who live in Arkansas now in a way that it was never possible. And it's seeing, you're seeing a lot of polarization online because of that. And then the only question is for those people who are rejecting it all in, in the heartland and, like, a rural area, at what point 
can they say no to things but still participate to that previous point? Right? Reap so they any still, of the benefits. They still want internet. They still want phone well, access. There's microphones they could talk to loved mm-hmm. ones. Like there's going to be at some point where you're going to say no, but saying no to too much is you're not really part of the society at all anymore. Right. You're going back to hunter gatherer at some point if you keep saying no. Yeah, it's like throwing the baby out with the bathwater. It's mm-hmm. the, it's it's, it's going to be an all-in-one choice. Our social networks, our political institutions, were organized around geography, uh, commerce, culture, etc. Uh, the technology is now allowing those boundaries to re- be redrawn. So uh, I think you're going to start to see social and political and economic groupings uh, be defined through the adoption levels of technology, mm-hmm. where you might see in one extreme Luddites, like the Amish and people in that realm who reject a lot of this stuff and want to be old school all the way up to people who want to, you know, put a, a port in their, in their head and plug into the, to the network, uh, right into their skull and everything in between. And you'll start to see, uh, the old systems like the neighborhoods you live in, the geography, the zip code, uh, uh, the, the cultural realms, uh, the, the old nation state, I think you're going to see, start to see that break down, and we're already kind of seeing it through the balkanization of the United States, yeah. where there's nothing united about it. I mean, the the the, the coasts in the central part of the are are very different, yeah, in terms of their value system, in terms of what they want, the way they live, the what they value, everything, and you know, I. I I think new things are going to emerge. And I think the other thing we're going to see, and I, and I go back to the, what this podcast is about on the speech-to-face and uh, DNA-to-face, is we're going to very quickly come around to a point in the next year, and I think it's going to be between now and the 2020 election, where people are not going to believe what they see, that the, that the, the fakes are going to get so good and it's going to, be, it's going to get out there over the course of the next few months and the next year, as we head into the next election cycle, people aren't going to believe video, audio, evidence, and things that are put in front of them. I think that's coming, and that, and, and that therein spells a whole list of unintended consequences that I haven't even thought through. There will be so many creations, you'll be able to choose the narrative that you want to believe. It's a post-truth world. It's just a, whatever version of the truth you want to right. believe, and you'll have content to support it that's could probably fool the best forensic experts out there. And you could be manipulated to not believe certain things right. because yeah. it's a possibility that it's a deep fake or that it's manipulated. So, Right. Yeah. Things get very... I think 2020 is going to be such a fun campaign. <laughs> yeah. It's going to be unbelievable. Well, yeah. so, you know, you know, and again, we should probably also in the future do a, a show about this, but the government's starting to come out more with, and TJ, you and I were talking about this this morning, uh, disclosure more about UFOs, right? And it, it, it's moving out of the realm of, you know, conspiracy theory stuff on YouTube to now, you know, government officials are acknowledging that, yeah, there's stuff out there. And, and then it feels like they're just getting started on the reveal. Well, the, 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 the funny part about that discussion, and we're referring to the, like the New York Times had a front page article last week. It's just getting an odd amount of yeah. attention. Yeah. But the thing is, I, I don't think if like uh, if little green men stepped out on the street I don't know if I'd believe, is this some kind of crazy avatar CGI special effect? Like, <laughs> would people would believe this stuff anymore if a high-def video showed a, a UFO over the White House, like Independence Day style, right? That same shot. 
people would believe it. They'd make, I'd make a meme out of it. They'd make a joke out of it. And they'd think, oh, it's just fancy CGI. Well, I, yeah, I agree. I think in the last six months, the amount of times that we've been exposed to something, someone showing something, uh, a clip of something in the group where we've just been like mind blown about what we're seeing. I actually, it's just, it's insane. It's a cliche, but when people say the market's moving really quickly, technology's moving fast, but like, it's like crazy DNA to yeah. face like it's, we, we were here working yesterday not. and Apple unveiled like the next generation of display technology like <laughs> at the developers conference just yeah, yeah. yeah and it yeah. already slipped out of my mind like on the, on the next thing. yeah, yeah. when's 7k coming so yeah it's crazy well I mean uh, when we were talking about that and again that's one of the other topics we'll, we'll do in one of the future shows is uh, we focus a lot on computer technology and AI and things like that recently but material science and other uh, areas are also moving. So in the Apple uh, displays, they're using nanotechnology. And uh, TJ was researching some stuff on uh, graphene nanotubes, you know, where they're starting to bend them uh, at the atomic level. Well, it's like 1.1 degrees or something like that, and it changes the actual uh, physical characteristics. And you, you start now when this UFO reveal comes out from the Air Force and the government, and you start to get into uh, gravity mirrors and the ability to, to manipulate and warp gravity uh, for instantaneous acceleration. And, 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 and well, I'm just telling you, I mean, you right. guys can go read about it. You, you, you can scoff at it. I'm just saying. No, I'm not scoffing. I'm just processing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I know, right? I'm just like, it, it if, if, if an alien ship over my shoulder landed and guys got out and started, I'd just say, like, well, where have you been? I'd be like, what did you get installed, Tom? <laughs> yeah. I'd be like, okay. I, you, know, <laughs> you guys know about Gan? <laughs> I, would not, I would not be shocked. One percent. Uh, but, you know, whatever happens, happens. So I, I, at this point, I am open to all possibilities because what I see when we study this stuff is just mind-blowing yeah let's tell two cities though you're open to all possibilities but I mean for me personally I my default belief system when anything's shown to me is I don't believe it yeah <laughs> I just eternal skeptic yeah yeah so it's, it's a very odd place to be in where you're like well anything's possible but I also don't believe anything outright and you can't convince me anyway maybe you'll have to in this it's, age of deep fakes that's I, I, fast. I, I, is it I'm, possible, yeah. TJ? I'm the same way. I, 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 I. At the same time, it's a, it's a dualism. I, I believe nothing and everything. <laughs> and you go through the exercise of believing what you see, uh, and 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 gameplay it out. Like, what if everything I'm seeing is true? What does that mean? And what if everything I'm seeing is fake is true? And what does it mean? And it's a lot of effort. You know, a lot of people, you know, like, you know, this whole issue on, uh, around the news, you know, the fake news has been a, a, a mantra that burned the last couple of years. Uh, people want to be spoon fed. Right. They want the news to be able to tell them the truth and they want to be able to trust it. But you can't. It's not true. I mean, they just recently had this issue where they said that the guy from North Korea killed some some guy and it was reported in the news and oh, everyone, yeah. and then the guy shows up at the next meeting. Yeah. It was just complete it was just complete horseshit. But, but and, the, and but this technology also it's beyond public perception. What about legal proceedings? What about evidence in the courtroom? Yeah. You yeah. can you can be able to produce and fabricate whatever you want, but you can also on the other side of the coin there's always this is again, it's dualism here. You can say, Well, how do we know that's true? Right, which is what they do now with security footage in court cases. Well, exactly. The, the, the latter point's more important, more yeah. important though, because it, you have to prove beyond an unreasonable doubt, innocent until proven guilty. So it's not the other way around. So they'll be able to fabricate anything. 
But if people lose trust and they're aware that these things can be fabricated, how can we prove criminal intent? How can we prove anything? Right. Yeah. Yeah. So you take this, you take the nonlinearity of what we're doing in genomics. You take the uh, material science and things like the the graphene and the carbon nanotubes. You take quantum computing, and you take all these things that are are progressing at a nonlinear pace, and you start to combine them right. in the future. Yeah. We're into we're into all kinds of new new worlds and new paradigms, and people just put their seatbelts on. And uh, uh, you know, one of the phrases I wrote for you know one of the things we're writing is uh, the future. Uh, don't explore at your own risk, <laughs> meaning that you know to, 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 the play on words is explore at your own risk. Obviously, I'd say don't explore at your own risk if you don't. If you don't just expose yourself to the things that are coming, you're going to be caught off guard. And in our consulting business, we want to help companies think through, you know, what happens if this thing happens? What's going to happen to your firm? What's your business model, your customer set, uh, your markets that you go after? It's, everything's going to change, and you need to start thinking about it, not to, to bank on it happening, but to be ready for the possibility that when it does happen, you're ready to go. I mean, it's yeah. it's yeah. too much of the fringe at once, though. I think there's a fear. Like, I, I can feel myself becoming... Alex Jones with all this stuff, or believing in transdimensional quantum AI vampires, and it's just yeah, but it's too much. It's too much too soon, but and it's it is. Just, it's so yeah. easy to reject. It is, but it's so it's it's also so complex. And we when we visited the IBM Quantum Lab, um, the the PhD guy called Luke who gave us a really good uh, presentation, he made a really good point, which is this stuff is really complicated, and so you need to get in as soon as you can and mm -hmm. start to really build up that knowledge base because the barrier to entry when this does hit is high. You can't just flick a switch and be like, cool. You know, I'm interested in quantum computing. Uh, now, now. now I want to yeah. do it. It's like, no, it takes a long time to Foundational keep up to knowledge. What, what, what took me away from that presentation, like they're, they're, uh, they're doing work for the government. I mean, yeah. that's, that's it. If, there's any, if, you're, if you're worried about reliability of this stuff, <laughs> and it's the stuff that they couldn't talk about. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, again, don't explore at your own risk. We're, we're trying to expose some cool things here to you. Uh, uh, speech to face, DNA to face is about as cool as it gets in terms of the, the, the wild technique. You just never figured that was the case. You would never figure that your what you look like is embedded or encoded in any way in your speech or in your DNA, but it is. Uh, the DNA is more believable to me, mm -hmm. that, yeah. but uh, the fact that they're able to crack it, and here's the thing, they're not able to crack it through a derivative model by studying the actual DNA sequences. That is how we envisioned it when we decoded. That has nothing to do with it. This is being done with neural networks, with deep learning. Right. And the, and the deep learning is figuring it out, which we could never do. It's all experiential and pattern recognition. So the more fuel, which would be data, the, the more fuel there is, the better these systems are trained to not just identify, but produce uh, reliable outputs. Mm -hmm. And this is the same thing we learn. You, you learn something, you can just practice, practice, practice. These things can practice everything. And they don't forget. Yeah. 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 I, look, it's an exciting time. Again, uh, we hope people find this interesting. That we're, we're just starting to scratch the surface. 
you know, at, at one level, we're like, are we going to have any topics to discuss? <laughs> and on the other hand, there's so many topics to discuss. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, you know, so we hope that we come out with some some cool shows coming up. I got we got some stuff in the pipeline that's going to uh, r- really shatter people's paradigms about what the future is going to hold. Yeah. And we want people, again, through these podcast series is to be exposed to it, not to become expert in it, but be familiar with it so that they're able to think it through and game theory out what's going to be the impact to their lives, to their business, to their job, to their future. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. great. great. Cool. Well, thanks, everybody. Stuff, guys. See, you. See you. All right, bye. Hey, thanks for listening to Pardon the Disruption. We'd like you to subscribe to our podcast if you like it. You can find us on most of the platforms where you get your podcast from, whether that be iTunes or YouTube or whatever you're on. Uh, We also want some feedback. Which shows do you want us to cover? What do you like? What do you not like? So that we can do this. We're doing this for you. We're not doing this for anything else. So please subscribe and give us some feedback. Thank you very much.